All right, let's do this. We're going live in five, four, three. And welcome to Intrepid Healthcare. I am your host, Todd Schnick. Very much looking forward to this conversation. If our interview today is as interesting as our pre-show banter has been, promises to be a very exciting conversation. A really cool company doing very, very important work. Let's say hello to our guest. His name is Stuart Bracken. He's the co-founder and CEO of Bioscape Digital. Stuart, welcome to the show. Hey, Todd. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, the pleasure is mine. Pleasure uh, getting to know you. Thanks for carving out some valuable time to join me. Busy, busy starting up this company, so I appreciate the time. Before we get into a conversation around Bioscape Digital, do take a few quick seconds, inform the audience a bit about you and your background. Yeah, so I'm a, a, I guess, a technologist born and bred. Started my first company when I was in college, actually. Didn't really know a lot about technology, but knew it was a a cool place to be. And so ended up having about 60 employees working for me while I was an an undergrad at Wake Forest. (laughs) 60 employees in college. And I, you know, didn't really know, know what I was doing, but it was a very, very good experience. Ended up getting me hooked up with IBM among other organizations. Spent a few years in New York after college and then said I needed to get back into entrepreneurship and came back to Atlanta. And so I started with a small company here in Atlanta called Firethorn that ended up getting acquired by Qualcomm back in 2007. So had a very, very good experience there and learned a lot from the management team. And then uh, sort of took that experience and parlayed it. Took a step back and said, what spaces do I think are interesting? What spaces could be really, really big? And I don't think it gets any bigger than healthcare. And so it began in 2012 or so looking into healthcare a little bit. And, you know, that, that's where the idea of Bioscape was born. Outstanding. Well, give us the 10,000-foot view of Bioscape. What do you do? How do you serve your market? Yeah, so I mean, it's sort of funny that you say the 10,000-foot view because I think an analogy could be drawn to the airplane market or yes. to, you know, flying. So you get on Delta and you hop on a plane and you go fly for three hours. And you're a captive audience. What do they do? They give you some information. They give you some entertainment. And they market some items to you. And that's really a lot of what we do in the healthcare space. We we think there's a really big opportunity here, and, and a lot of the changes in the regulation and the changes in the environment are going this way. But essentially, we help our hospital partners engage their patients. If you've ever been to a hospital, with, which most of us have, you find yourself sitting there a lot of the time, and you're a captive audience, and you're looking for information, looking for things to do. The doctor or the nurse come in, and they're in a bit of a rush. So what we try to do is create a tool or a platform to help engage that patient and extend that conversation. The way we do that actually specifically is around using a tablet technology. And so we actually install tablets into the rooms of the hospital, have some information, some games, and some transactions that the patient and the patient's family can, can, can engage in. And that helps the patient, and it also helps the hospital. The analogy of a captive audience in an airplane I, has done more to help me understand exactly what you do because you're not the first patient engagement organization mm-hmm. that I've talked to. And, and that really clarifies exactly, because look, we've all been there, at least I can speak for myself, have spent a lot of time in a hospital watching over and caring for a family member. And my biggest frustration is the fact that I'm spending hours and I don't know what the heck's going on. It sounds like you solved that problem. And that's fascinating. 
talk about the, uh, this, this tablet device. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of people, as time passes, we're getting more and more comfortable using those kinds of devices. Mm-hmm. But there's still a lot of people that are rookies on it. Talk about the adoption of this. Yeah, and so I actually come from a, a bit of a mobile background, and we're all very, very familiar with mobile devices. And, and everybody assumes, well, let's engage these patients through a mobile device. And I actually believe that's really, really difficult. I think there's a barrier to entry and there's a barrier to, to download something, right? I'm not going to download something on my device because my nurse tells me to. But what if you took that sort of model and put it right in front of the patient on a counter in their lap and said, hey, all you have to do is push this button here on this tablet. So that's really why we believe the tablet is the right medium for us today. It's been tested and robustly tested to make it really, really intuitive, not just for the tablet savvy audience, but rather your 75, 80 year old grandmother, let's say. And what we found is, is that there's not a lot of difficulty in using it. If it's designed correctly, it's as simple as you see that push there. So that's really one of the things that, that we pride ourselves on. One of our clients made a comment that in a lot of audiences, you would say, well, that's sort of insulting. But for us, it was, it was truly like a, a really pat on the back. They said, quote, it's, it's idiot proof. And I was like, that's exactly what we're going for. Because if you can make it idiot-proof, that means that your entire population can adopt it and use it on their own. Well, that means someone like me can use it. Or me. Yeah. I mean, I use that description all the time when it yeah. comes to technology. So we were talking pre-show about Hims, which is the, the, the big healthcare tech conference, which is actually taking place in a couple of weeks from the date of this recording. There's going to be an awful lot of competitors in that room. So talk about how Bioscape is different. What, what's, what sets you apart? You just partially answered it with the, the beauty of the design. Mm-hmm. But talk about some other ways that Bioscape is different. Yeah, and so what we are is we're, we're a singular point solution. And what I mean by that is we are a solution that provides the hardware as well as the software. Our hardware is sourced out of a manufacturing partner we have in China, and we've developed it in a custom manner so that it works with our platform ideally. So our hardware and our software are interfaced together in such a manner that, that, that nobody else can really compete with it, quite frankly. And what that allows us to do is deliver experience that really does not exist in the market. Traditional competitors might have a television broadcast channel that maybe you can interface just like you would with a remote control mm-hmm. onto the television, but that's really a suboptimal experience. Other competitors might say a mobile device is something that might be interesting to your, your patient population. And again, I think it goes back to the point where a lot of people aren't willing to download something or type in a URL. But if you have it sitting there ready ready to use and you have it in a manner where it's intuitive and also you have it set up in a, in a way where you can have a two-way conversation like a tablet can. And it's not just shouting content, but rather it's listening to the user. I think those are like two or the, two or three items that really make us uh, unique in the market. We'll talk about the implementation of the of the product. A lot of IT shops and hospitals or health systems are, are stressed with tight budgets, with tight staffs, with a lot of responsibility, and the integration of a new technology oftentimes can be very stressful. I'll talk about how you integrate into uh, an IT tech's uh, day-to-day routine. That's a great point, and that's one of the things that, quite frankly, is the first conversation after the, yes, we want it, right? <laughs> so the CEO says, yes, this is brilliant. Let's, let's implement it tomorrow. And then everybody in IT and nursing, the doctors, the entire hospital gets stressed out because it's another thing on their plate. Right. And so what we've done is try to create a really, really frictionless solution. For me, I'm more an engineer or a technologist. Not an engineer, definitely not. But I'm more of a technologist than I am a, a physician. And so... I've always designed systems that should be user-intuitive, not only for the front-end user, but also for the technical support team. And a lot of times, hospitals turn on new solutions, and the technical support team gets drowned in that hospital. And so we make it really, really easy to the point where it's 
is our tablet on? No. Well, then plug it back in. Is it still not on? No. Okay, well, let's replace it. And so I, I think that's sort of the paradigm or the, or, or the model that we go with. And let's make it as easy as possible for everybody that uses it. The C-suite, the patient, the staff, and the IT team. Awesome. And that, uh, that's really helped uh, ease the implementation burden, so to speak. Absolutely. So talk to me about, at the top of the show, you, you said, boy, talk about a big opportunity in getting into the healthcare space. So, obviously, I mean, I agree with you. The, the technology that, that we're starting to see integrate into the healthcare space is so exciting because mm-hmm. I think the conversations that we're going to be having in five years' time when we start really seeing and have some years of data to prove the value of this patient engagement, it's going to be really exciting. And I think the, the, the quality of care and the level of care and, and frankly, the, the person's ability to be more managed, to manage their care is going to be really, really exciting. But how did you get, I mean, when you decided to get into this space, I mean, half the guys I talked to in HIT have either always been in HIT or did what you did and kind of was a, was a technologist that broke into the space. What have you had to do and, and what are you doing to be sure that you're up to speed on all the relevant issues from the healthcare field? Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, I think the the big thing that that I, I brought to the table is not obviously the, the healthcare expertise, but rather the ability to take a model that's been successful in other industries and figure out how to apply it into healthcare. Healthcare, rightly so, takes its time to try to get things right. But as a result of that, there is a lot of industries that are well out in advance of them from a technology point of view. So what I did is I sought out the, the subject matter experts, you know, the people that really understand the space and spent a lot of time there and also spent a lot of time in hospitals really living the experience. I wear a very different hat when I walk into the hospital than most people working in the hospital, right? So I have a different perspective, and that different perspective gave me a little bit of distance to figure out what the model should look like. Now, um, I'd be lying to you if I didn't say we had some missteps, right? So early on, we... But I would expect you to. That's how you learn. Exactly. Early on, we, we, were, we were trying to implement a solution in a manner, and it just wasn't working. And I was really trying to figure it out and it's taking a lot of feedback as to why that wasn't working. And after a while, we were able to evolve it. So just to go into a little bit more detail on it, we actually originally had a tablet-based platform where you would actually walk it into the room. In theory, that's a great idea. But when a hospital gets busy and you have people walking items in and out of rooms, it becomes unmanageable. And so that was one of the things that led us to this idea of installing it into the room itself. The other byproduct of this was it made our platform always available for the patient. And those were two big sort of paradigm shifts that, that really, I think, led us to the breakthrough that we are today. Well, I think a lot of technology solutions are really still designed for, for the staff so that they can, they can do a better job of recording information if you're thinking like all in lines of meaningful use or ICD-10 mm-hmm. and those kinds of things. But at the end of the day, who, there is a customer here. There is someone who we're trying to help. And the ability to provide something that where they can get information is, is critical. I, I, I see that as a very significant paradigm shift. And that's not always where the market's been, been headed. Yeah, yeah, and two points there. Uh, I think the first thing along those lines is clearly as a business owner, if you think about healthcare as a business, you want to engage your consumer. And so that's something that clearly we're helping hospitals do. Just like a, a airline would want to engage their consumer and make sure they come back for that next trip, as a healthcare provider, you want to make sure that, that, that your consumer, your patient comes back that next time around. But the other thing, and probably aligns more with the, the EHR space and meaningful use, is we're beginning to flip that page. Yeah. So a lot of the meaningful use mandates up until this point have been around almost documentation or compliance, right? But now we're beginning to turn that page and say, okay, how do we actually really improve healthcare? And what I mean by improve healthcare in my mind is how do we make it more cost effective for the, for the population as a whole? And so the new proposals just came out, and one of the stage three mandates is around patient-generated data. 
And so whether it's a wearable, a mobile device, or a tablet in a, in a hospital room, that's where really where we begin to see the future. And so that we've been, I guess you could say, out in front of the meaningful use phases. And now the meaningful uses are, phases are hopefully catching up to where we want them to be. And that's, uh, I think, a really exciting opportunity for us, but also for, for everybody in America. Absolutely. All right. Stuart Bracken will return after this short break. We'll be right back. People know leadership and creating a culture are critical factors for a successful organization. Not every executive can bring these factors to life. Dr. Rebecca Staten Reinstein, president of Advantage Leadership, works with companies from around the world who want to engage employees and delight customers to guarantee bottom line success. She has already documented the winning formula for strategic leadership in Success Planning, a how-to guide for strategic planning and conventional wisdom, how today's leaders plan, perform, and progress like the Founding Fathers. To learn more, visit AdvantageLeadership.com. That's AdvantageLeadership.com. All right, we're back with Stuart Bracken, co-founder and CEO of Bioscape Digital. So this fertile field that is healthcare is an exciting opportunity. I think there's still a lot of hospitals and health systems that aren't fully plugged into the modern world of technology, and so the very exciting. Talk about your growth plan. Yeah, so, I mean, I think the most important thing when it comes to growth and, and healthcare specifically is your reputation. Mm. I am not looking to grow through spamming every single hospital in America. Rather, what I'm trying to do is create a reputation around solving a problem for hospitals, for both the staff, the patients, but also the management team of the hospital. And so really where our growth has, has come is it's come organically. We have hospitals that are raising their hands saying, hey, this is a great product. You should go talk to this other hospital that we know about it. And so that's a lot of our, been our growth to date and then will be our growth for the foreseeable future. Yeah, that's very, very exciting. So... And it, it, ha- it happens to be a little bit more cost-effective, too. It happens to be. Of course, you know, after your appearance on this show, I mean, your door will probably get beaten down. And, you know, so you understand, prepare for that. But, uh, you know, you're all about increasing pa- patient feedback. Why is that so important? You know, that's a great question. I, I think that if you think about what patient feedback really is, it's the, the thing that we all strive for, right? We all want to know that we're doing a good job. And a lot of times people assume that they're doing a good job, but they may, may not be, you know? And a lot of times that feedback, what we've seen is it's been very almost service level in nature. And so, you know, I, I walk into an emergency room and I have a, a sprained ankle or I say I break my leg. A lot of the feedback we receive, and if it's negative feedback, which most of it isn't, but if it is negative feedback, it's not, I disagree with how the doctor's treating my leg. It's well, I asked for a blanket, or I've been thirsty, or nobody's telling me what's going on. And it's those things just that intrinsically as a person you want to help engage these patients with. You know, the reality is that nurses and doctors are, are spread thin, but they do care about their patients very much so. And so the feedback piece, more so than the HCAPs and a lot of the sort of the reimbursement strings tied to it, is about helping these hospitals serve their patients better. And so I, I think at, at the most basic level, that's why it's so important. Yeah, critical. But I've heard you say that what you enable to happen is learning before, during, and after 
care. Talk about what, why that matters. Yeah. So, so, so I, I think again, so let's go to a specific analogy. You show up in the emergency room and you have an injury of some sort to your leg. Well, before anything happens, you're sitting there and you're sort of wondering what is going to happen during this process? How, how am I going to step through the emergency room process? And there's a lot of unknown there. So what we provide is the ability for those patients to learn a bit about what the emergency room process looks like. That little bit of information oftentimes provides a lot of comfort to both oh, the patient boy, and their family. Me. You know, as, as a nurse, I'm used to triaging hundreds of people a day. So I'm used to that process. I, you know, I figure everybody knows what the process is. But the reality is, as a patient, I don't necessarily know what that process is. So before we get going, let's level set it for you. A lot of our hospitals actually choose to do a welcome video or, or, or a what to expect video. And it's actually the chief nursing officer or somebody similar, you know, sitting down on the tablet, writing down what would I want to know if I was in this situation and visualizing it and verbalizing for, for the patient. So you have that going on. During the experience, let's utilize our platform as a tool to help, again, explain where we are, where we're sitting in the process. Maybe you're wait, waiting on lab tests or you're waiting on blood work or an x-ray. Well, let's help the patient understand what that is and why we're waiting on it. And then after the experience, let's help that patient get to the right aftercare level. So let's say we need a referral for a primary care or a referral for an orthopedic specialist. Let's take that patient, provide them the information and a tool to then engage the health system at the appropriate level after the experience. And so what we see is we don't see a, a single point of touch. We see it more of a continuous point of touch throughout the experience. Yeah, I love it. Well, to use our airline example again, I mean, how many times have you been at your gate and your flight's delayed, but they do not inform you as to what's happening or mm -hmm. why or when? And you're frustrated. Now, uh, guys like you and me who, who we talked pre-show about how we like our Kindles, if they come on and say, look, guys, there's a weather issue. It's got this flight delayed two hours, so stand by where everything's going to be fine in two hours. Well, I would just sit back with a cocktail and read my book, right? Exactly. And I would, but I would know what's going on. Exactly. And it's just, and so, boy, I, I, I've had plenty of emergency room experiences where I've sat for hours not knowing what's happening, and that is that's so maddening. So I, I love that idea. I, I do think, Stuart, let's talk about, flip back to the hospital or the, or the system here. I think people forget this is a business, right? They're, they are trying to be profitable. What you do leads to higher reimbursements, right? Yes? Yes, absolutely. And, and, and how? Yeah, so, so, so hospitals are reimbursed based loosely, loosely spoken on patient satisfaction, among other things. And so the higher the patient satisfaction scores are, the higher the reimbursement rates are from the federal government. Additionally, hospitals are reimbursed for a lot of other categories, so to speak. And then, so what we do is we try to help those hospitals drive those categories appropriately. The other real value proposition hospitals see for us is, is we help them engage their, their patient population into what else the hospital does. A lot of times I show up, and again, we'll stick with the emergency room just for, for the ease of the discussion. But a lot of times I'm in the emergency room, let's say I have the flu. Well, perhaps also I am of the right age that a heart screening would be relevant to me. So why don't we tell that patient about the heart screening and teach them why that's important or lung cancer screening if I'm a smoker. And so what we do actually also simultaneously while we're providing all this information and getting this feedback, we enable these patients to sign up for other service lines. So now we have the patient no longer just staring at a pamphlet or a poster on the wall, but rather they're, enabled, they're able to engage with the hospital and actually sign up for more information around other service lines. So a nurse who's triaging a dozen people and is running around with her head cut off is not proactively saying, hmm, I noticed this guy's smoking, so I have to sit down and talk to him and give him a pamphlet. No, it's just done automatically through your system. Yeah? Exactly. Exactly. And so there's several different value propositions that tie into the platform as a whole. You know, again, the, the big deal here is how can we more effectively engage you? Just like Target and Walmart and 
any other store might be trying to more effectively engage their customers. How can we help a health system more effectively engage their patients? Well, thinking about the learning before, during, and after, I imagine there's some impact on reducing readmissions, which is good for everyone concerned. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's a good thing for the patient, and it's also a great thing for the hospital. And so one of the things we do around that is we provide tools and resources and partnerships, really, with companies that, that do that exact thing. And this improves compliance as well, I suspect. Exactly. It all ties together, doesn't it? It all ties together. That's brilliant. Well, what's next? I mean, so if you and I talk in about two, two and a half years' time, what will we be talking about with regards to Bioscape Digital? What's coming down the pike? You, you know, the, the, two things. First of all, we're excited because we continue to be growing hospital by hospital very, very quickly. Second of all, we're really, really excited because we continue to grow throughout the hospital. What I mean by that is that there's a lot of different people and places that that are touched in the hospital, right? So it's not just the emergency room or orthopedics or cardiac, but rather you engage a hospital or a healthcare system all over the city of Atlanta in this case or wherever you might be. And so we continue to grow by health system or by hospital, but also the depth of the hospital engagement. The other thing that I think is really exciting is just the unknown. We have customers coming to us on a daily basis essentially saying, hey, what if we used your platform for X? And instead of me developing in a dark room, or not me, obviously, but my developers developing in a dark room, what we're doing is listening to our customers, and they're really driving the future of healthcare. And so I'm pretty excited for those next conversations, for that next time I get a phone call and somebody says, could we use your platform for X? And I go, hmm, yeah, I think we could. And I think that could be really helpful for, for the patient. And so in a way, it's there's sort of this very linear plan, but mm-hmm. also there's a lot of unknown. And I think the unknown is possibly where, where the opportunity may be even bigger for us. I agree. And I think there's still unknowns in the healthcare space, which I think is, as we said earlier, very, very exciting. Well, Stuart, I hate to say it, but we are about out of time. Before I let you go, where can people go to contact you? And where can they learn more about Bioscape Digital? Yeah. 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 First of all, I always want to say thank you so much for the, for the time oh, today. This pleasure. is great. You can visit us at bioscapedigital.com and you can find all our, our social media information on that as well. All right. Stuart Bracken, co-founder and CEO of Bioscape Digital. Stuart, real pleasure. Thanks again for stopping by and joining me. Thanks so much. All right. Well, that wraps this conversation. Again, on behalf of my guest, Stuart Bracken, I am Todd Schnick. We'll see you soon on Intrepid Healthcare. Come on.